Why were you having a crisis of faith about Padre Pio? Oh, because Padre Pio looks like he looks like, like Nick Cage on my scapular. It's terrifying. <laughs> I saw that just I said it all before I got in the shower the other day. I looked at that and I said, "Oh no, this is scary. I'm going to die at the hands of Nick Cage." <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. We're recording, so we can just we can just go on talk whatever we want to talk about. Welcome to uh, the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm Ethan, aka Bro Apostle. I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. Yep, we out here. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Um, whatever. This is week four of doing this, so this is October second, two thousand fifteen. It's approximately. 12.47 p.m. Central Time, not to be confused with 1.47 p.m. Eastern Time, which Patrick is a part of, Yep, which is fine. Scheduling this podcast and mass is one of the most difficult things of my week. I know. We usually do it. I usually go to an 8 a.m. mass and then get up early so I can go to that and then record it right afterwards, which is probably why I sound like I'm eating bags of gravel. Because it's just so early in the morning. But this week, I slept through the 8 a.m. mass, which was a big deal because I really needed it. Because I stayed up last night watching two movies. And I went to the 11 instead, which was not bad. There was a saxophone in the choir, which made me kind of mad. Really? You don't like the saxophone? Well, not really. I mean, this is mass, not a Kenny G cover band. You know? (laughs) I don't have time. I don't have time for your saxophone. But whatever, I'm kind of used to our choir being that way, so it's fine. How about you? How's your, how's your day going, Patrick? My day's been well so far. I hit up the cafeteria right after Mass got out, so needless to say, I didn't get any food because the lines were super long. Yikes. Um, that's the problem with sleeping in. You go to eat breakfast at 12 o'clock, and you're in your hoodie and gym shorts, and everybody else is in super nice church clothes. Right. And you're just like, I'm a heathen. I'm sorry. You are. <laughs> I wanted to wake up early, but I stayed up late last night. Were you playing D and D again, Patrick? You can't hear me. No, were you? No, no, I can hear you. I just asked if you oh. were playing Dungeons and Dragons again. Calm your sauce. Did not hear that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were having mic troubles again. I was like, no. no, we can't post this on the internet if we have mic. Yes, I did play Dungeons and Dragons last night. To answer oh, your question, <laughs> every night, every time. Every every Saturday. It's, every every really Saturday, fun. I'm engaged in some kind of self-indulgent revelry, and Patrick is, I don't know what, playing, playing Dungeons, and Dungeons, and Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> That's not true. I don't actually do that. Literally, last night, I watched Children of Men and No Country for Old Men back-to-back. Oh, there you go. It was a solid night of movies. 10 out of 10. I ate half a bag of party-sized Cheetos, <laughs> a three-pack of Oreos, a granola bar, and one bag of popcorn by oh, myself. granola bar, healthy. It was very gluttonous. I don't recommend it to anybody. (laughs) But I needed it. It was a long week. Lots of stuff going on. But here we are. Podcast. Finally here. I've been looking forward to this one. I know. It's so exciting. Patrick, you don't seem very excited for this podcast. You know, I'm actually very excited. Really? Yes, I am. This This is something that I very much enjoy. I love talking. 
and I love talking to you, Ethan. Oh, man. You're so sweet. <laughs> Cross-country fraternity fellowship. Fellowship. Yeah. So, um, one of our listeners, a friend of mine named Kevin, um, he sent me a text and said, hey, I listen to the podcast. I really hate it. Um, no, he didn't <laughs> say that. But he's a really cool guy, and he kind of wanted us to uh, broach a subject for him. Not for him, but he just thought it would be a good idea if we talked about it, and I agreed with him because I'm not good at coming up with topics on my own. So, because <laughs> usually all of my talks just stem from stupid crap that I say on Twitter, and I don't <laughs> think that's a sustainable market for uh, podcast topics. But anyway, so I just actually got a tweet from Conservative Catholic asking when the next podcast is coming out. We're recording it right now. Don't you worry. It's coming. Don't interrupt us. Don't it? Yeah, stop tweeting me while I'm trying to podcast. It's a, pro- um, it's a process. Kevin had this idea of talking about, specifically for college students, um, the idea of not getting a lot of, you know, when people say, oh, I didn't get a lot of mass, lot out of mass, or I don't get a lot out of mass, so that's why I don't go, or um, the priest homilies are bad, so what's the point of going to mass and all of these things? And I think it's a really pervasive uh, mindset in our culture, especially in college when um, we have so limited time and so many things that are pulling for our attention and vying for our attention. A lot of people have trouble with, why should I invest in mass if I'm not getting anything out of it? It's not boosting my resume. It's not boosting my GPA. Um, what's the point? And so um, it's definitely pervasive here at K-State. I don't know if that's at all the case at Franciscan. I mean, it's a Catholic school, so I'd imagine that it's not very much. I don't know. More or less. More, what do you mean, um, less? More, I mean, what I mean is, is like, he goes to Mass all the time, or at least pretty of the students go to Mass all the time. But it is evident that sometimes it's not that people say, I don't get anything out of Mass, therefore it's useless. It's, I don't get anything out of Mass, <laughs> what's wrong with me, sort of thing. Like, uh. why am I not getting anything out of Oh, I should be, but why am I not? Well, that's an entirely different subject. Yeah. And maybe maybe we'll get into that. We'll start there. We'll start from I'm not getting anything out of mass because mass is wrong to I'm not getting anything out of mass. What's wrong with me? Let's just kind of let's try to progress and see. Yeah. Let's see let's see how that goes. I don't know. We're going to we're going to freeform it today. No plans, no great. notes. Throw it all out. Screw it. Whatever. So this has been my experience with a lot of people at K-State and just throughout my time as a Catholic and being publicly known as the Catholic kid. Um, is that Ethan? I can't believe you go to mass, you know, three, four times a week. I just don't get anything out of it. Like our priests, our priests at K State are kind of old, and so their homilies aren't the most energetic. And we have one visiting priest that comes up from another town, um, Father Gail Hammerschmidt. He's awesome, but he comes up and he is a fairly youthful, good speaker. And everybody will come to mass and be like, "It's." He comes on Tuesdays, and people will ask me, "Hey, is Father Gail going to be at mass tonight?" And I'm like, "I don't know, but Jesus will be there." And a lot of people really don't like that answer because they really want to hear a good homily, which is fair, but it shouldn't be the only reason that you're coming to Mass, which is kind of why people get irritated because I think sometimes that they know deep within themselves that they're only coming because they like Father Gale and they just want to hear him speak, Um, which I don't think is a good mindset or a good attitude to have. Um, And it's the same with our old priests. People don't want to come and hear them talk because they're boring or they put you to sleep or they don't give you what you need. Um, and that's just, I think that's just a common attitude for all of us. We all want 
immediate gratification. We all want to do things that help us out right away. Um, mm-hmm. That's why, you know, conferences are so popular. And that's why, you know, all these emotional-based things is because you, if you get an emotionally-based response immediately, then you have that instant gratification. Like, I'm crying. This happened. Something happened to me. It's important. You know, mm-hmm. let's go on. Um, or like super big talks or concerts and all these things, they're immediate gratification because they just happen to you and you're right there and you witness it. But with mass, um, ignoring, let's just assume that a lot of people just kind of ignore the Eucharist. Um, they, you know, they don't get anything out of it. They don't cry because of the priest homily. They don't laugh because of the priest homily. They don't, nothing. There's nothing there. And I think that's a really dangerous mindset to have, especially in college when we need to be focusing on what is the long term and not just what's immediately right in front of us. It's a very interesting uh, kind of paradox, don't you think? Yeah. we At a, at a conference one time, uh, Michael Gormley, do you know? Yes. Catching boxes. Gomer. Yeah. Gomer. He was he was talking about the emotional response from, you know, uh, the Steubenville adoration concerts and stuff like that and he was talking to this girl apparently and she's like i don't know why i go to adoration in my church's chapel and i don't feel anything so like why is that different and he was like could you imagine if every time you went to adoration you were sobbing could you imagine how it would be i'd be so drained i mean conference is only once a year for a reason you know you shouldn't go to those like eight weeks in a row and like you know try to sob every time and like have have a have a radical convert you know and just like crazy just uh, just huge huge it's like huge steps in your faith are awesome mm-hmm. when you like hit that stride and you're like man what i'm doing right now is right or i need to start doing this that every day can't be like that every day needs to be a conversion but not every day can be like, man, I really need to stop hitting my sister. I don't know. That's right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't have a sister. <laughs> no, I was, I was thinking about this as I was walking to class the other day. I thought about that exact same idea in that um, think about your faith life kind of like, I don't know, it's football season right now. So kind of like college football, <laughs> right? Every day can't be game day, right? That's just not a possibility. Every day can't be this big, super exciting time where you root on your team and it's, sometimes it's emotional, and you yell in, and you get really into it, and it's very exciting, it's very fun, you're with lots of people. Every day, you know, can't be like that, right? And if we think about game day, and kind of as spectators, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we don't see. You know, just that day of, players get there, you know, several hours early, they're all suited up, they got all this pregame, workout, everything that we don't see. Practices all week long, the travel time, the workouts over the summer, the weights, everything we don't see. And we like to think that, oh, if we played on that football team, then it would be game day all the time. And that's how I think a lot of people feel coming off of conferences or, you know, maybe coming out of um, a strong high school youth group or something and coming to a college center is that, oh, it's going to be game day all the time. Like, I'm ready for this. You know, let's go to mass. Let's make it happen. I'm going to have a great experience. Let's go. And then you get to mass and um, it's, you know, like watching two fish play football in a bowl in, in, in the middle of a desert. Like, it's just boring, right? That's, that's, what, that's what would happen. And because we expect, like, the Super Bowl and we get, you know, uh, Little League. And what's the what's, – what's, what is it? Pee-wee? Pee-wee football? I don't know what Pee-wee, uh, it is. Whatever. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It was going to be a really good witticism, Father Mike Schmidt's level, but I botched it because I tried to 
talk about goldfish instead. Whatever. <laughs> but we come into Mass and think that it's going to be game day. We think that it's going to be this great, amazing thing. Or we just have no expectation of it at all, right? I come into Mass knowing that I'm going to receive Jesus in the Eucharist, and I'm pumped about it. But I don't expect that I'm going to break down crying after I receive the Eucharist every single time, you know? Mm-hmm. You have to have realistic expectations of what it means to have a consistent, everyday um you know, mm-hmm. practice life, weightlifting, you know, sometimes you might get game days. Sometimes that'll be great for you. Sometimes you need those that could be on retreats. You're supposed to go on retreat every so often. And that's when that can happen. But mm-hmm. b- besides that, we just need to focus on getting stronger, getting better, focusing on that every single day conversion. And that's what will ultimately make our mass experience better. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. I, uh, an analogy that's not my own analogy. It's definitely more theologians. Analogy. I come up with my own analogies, Patrick. I know I'm, I'm robbing someone else's note, but this is, this is like a church analogy. So it's like, all it's, right, right. it's, it's, I'm not stealing it. I'm using it. Yeah. Um, so like, it also might be a little weird, but we're going to go for it. So for sure, um, we know, we know that the Eucharist and the crucifixion is Christ's consummation with the bride, you know? And yeah. so, so therefore like when we're at mass and when we're at Calvary, that's the consummation. And so if a husband and a wife went all seven days of the week, not talking, and just kind of staying away from each other and not giving each other the time of day. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden on Sunday walked up like, hey, do you want to have sex? That'd be like, no, no, that would be, that would be that's stupid. <laughs> you know, like, like, hey, like, first of all, even if they did, it would be meaningless because they never showed love to each other before. And I guess most of our listeners do not have that experience because they're not married. But I mean, we kind of instinctively know that or even with a friendship, you know, like we have to, we can't just talk you to You can't just go up to your friend and ask her to have sex with podcast. you. That's just crazy. Yeah. We can't just like show up and be like, hey, do you want to do a podcast? We have to have beforehand, you know? So it's the same way with our relationship with Christ. Right. If you want to get, quote unquote, get something out of mass, you have to, you have to get, you have to put into that relationship and, and foster that with him before you get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that all that's that's very good. Um, that's actually how my last marriage ended, is because I didn't, you know, give my life enough, my wife enough love, my life enough love, <laughs> whatever. I can't make jokes today. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, and um, going off that, the readings today um, are perfect for this topic. And I was sitting in mass today. Here's, here's something you can do. Here's a tip for you, you know, people out there looking for some way to be more engaged. I bring a journal with me to Mass every single time I go. And whether that's daily Mass, whether that's Sunday Mass, whether that's any other type of Mass besides that, I can't think of one right now because there's only daily and Sunday, but whatever. Um, I, I bring a journal, and on Sundays I'll bring the missile with me as well. And on daily I'll just, just use my phone, but... Um, first of all, find a way to engage in the readings. If you don't have missiles with you in the pews, bring your own, read the readings beforehand, make sure you're familiar with them in some way. And then during the homily, take notes. 
I mean, nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's th- going to think you're, oh, who's that weird person, you know, taking notes during church? What? <laughs> Do they care about their faith? Oh, my gosh. Why are they here? Ugh. Go join a Protestant church. Ugh. Like, nobody's going to think that. Nobody's <laughs> going to care. If anything, you taking notes will inspire other people to start taking notes, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be doing that as a source of pride. You shouldn't be trying to say, oh, look at me, I take notes. That shouldn't be your goal. But um, if you want to get deeper, if you want to get more out of Mass, write down um, what you learned from the homily, even if it's nothing. You know, even if it's just kind of a point that makes you go, huh, a little bit. It doesn't have to be this grandiose thing. Um, I can go back and look at all the Masses that I've gone to this semester and just look at the notes that I've taken in the past, you know, five or six weeks and... Um, see, you know, what I was thinking at that time, what struck me at that time, how I've grown since then, how I've kind of fallen away since then. Um, It's a really good way to see your progression through kind of a semester or a year um, if you do that. I don't know. Do you do that, Patrick? Starting Mass? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Well, it's usually not like diligent notes as in like hanging on and taking down every word, but when some like inspiration comes to me or like Mm -hmm. some kind of like affection towards something, I write it down. And I take it later and turn that turn that inspiration or that feeling into like an action, because mm-hmm. uh, that when when you feel like oh man I really wish I could, um, I don't know like like for instance uh, I really wish I was more charitable towards my friends. Okay, so like take a specific instance where I'm uncharitable towards my friends, and then write it down. And be like okay I'm gonna do this. Uh, so that was that was a little off topic, but um, I most of the range about the way we go to mass is the way we receive the word of god Mm. and um christ came to earth as an infant and so like would you receive an infant did you just dab no i coughed oh it's okay so christ came to earth as an infant and we none of us would receive an infant carelessly you know like if someone handed us a child be like oh hey look at this baby whoops i dropped it you know like we would if 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 mary handed us her son christ we would gingerly take him and hold him close and we would receive. So we need to receive that. We need to take the word and gingerly receive it and make sure we don't drop any of it of him, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then you, receive the Eucharist. You can't the be, way. you can't be kind of like falling asleep as Jesus is in your arms. You know, you can't be yeah. looking at the pretty girl across the way when Jesus is in your arms. You know, there's lots of things that we get distracted by at mass mm. that are just so, unnecessary and unimportant i'm as guilty of it as anyone there were like three cute girls in mass today that i just kept you know peeking at but that's not why we're there we need to gaze at the crucifix we need to pay attention to the words of the consecration you might have heard them thousands and thousands of times but it's the greatest story that's ever been told in the history of mankind and it's happening right before you right then and there Mm -hmm. and if you can't appreciate that right now that's fine but if you want to appreciate it you have to make the effort god can't do anything with you if you don't try you know that's just you have to be there you have to want it you have to try for it um and he's not gonna he's not gonna reward you this is where the gospel reading from today comes in this is kind of what i meant to say like 10 minutes ago but this is where the gospel reading from today comes in where um jesus is giving the parable of kind of the servant and um, how you kind of expect the servant to do what you tell him to do. Um, And the same goes with us. God expects us to go to Mass and to praise him and to love him. He's not going to 
come around and give us a high five every time we go to mass because that's expected, you know? Um, and that's just, that's just good. That's good parenting. You know, your parents aren't going to give you a high five every time you poop in the toilet. You know, you're just expected to do that. You know what I mean? And so we have the same responsibility to God, uh, with mass. He, he says it flat out. He's going, he's not going to reward us for everything that we do. So if you expect a reward for everything, um, you're in the wrong line of religion because that's not how Christianity works. Unfortunately, it kind of sucks. You know, because we really want to hear that sign. We really want to get that indication from God that, yes, we're doing well. But it doesn't always happen. Quite unfortunate. What do you think, Patrick? You're sitting there sat, agree. staring at me in your brown hoodie. Freaking me out. Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> I get Franciscan. Did I mention I go to Franciscan? Yeah, you did. You to... did mention that you went to Francis... the Franciscan University of <laughs> Steubenville, trademarked. Please sponsor us. Lauren makes so much fun of me for that, and it's true. I <laughs> mention mentioning Franciscan. Uh, yeah, no, that that all makes a lot. Of, but we were talking about that earlier. Um, that like God doesn't reward you just doing what you're supposed to do. I think I forget who it was, but I was having a conversation with the faculty here, and he was like, "Yeah, if I walked up to someone and was like, hi, 'Hi, I'm Bob. I didn't cheat on my.'" wife said good bob congratulations on doing what you're expected to do do mm-hmm. inch you know so if you walk to someone like hey it's a mass today like all right i went to mass on sunday good because that's a pillar of the church you're supposed to do um of course if you struggle with not going to mass on sunday and then you go to mass on sunday then that's a victory yeah you know for sure god celebrates that this isn't to discount i, I like to make the, that distinction. yeah the small victories like we're not trying to say that um, if you haven't been to mass in five years, you know God isn't going to be happy that you go. That's not that's not at all what we're trying to say. But yeah. um, if you're a date, like if you're a weekly mass goer and you're just kind of going through the motions and you're not getting it, um, that's kind of when you need to reevaluate. But if you're someone that hasn't gone in months or years or since you were back home or uh, whatever, that step needs to be taken and even those first steps are really big and really huge and can really make a difference so don't count those out that's 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 not all what we're going for um but another thing during mass we kind of touched on it a little bit is that um a respect and a reverence for the eucharist um i don't think a lot of people have it and uh this isn't to call anyone out this isn't to be kind of a chotch about anything but i i remember one of my most vivid memories of college was walking home from class one day and it was freshman year and i was walking with this girl and i knew she was catholic or something we were talking about church which is just the only topic of conversation i can manage and she we were talking about mass and i was like yeah are you gonna go to mass she goes i don't know i'm like why not she goes i don't really get much out of it you know typical and um i go well we get the eucharist out of it and she says do we really and i was like yeah like it's you know the body and blood of christ you know and she goes, well, isn't it just a symbol? And I ripped off my shirt and I streaked through the yard and I was, I was just, I didn't do that, but I was, <laughs> I was kind of flabbergasted because just hearing someone who is a self-professed Catholic tell me that the Eucharist is just a symbol showed me kind of, I mean, I was a freshman, so I didn't really know a whole lot about kind of the church at large. I was in a pretty small bubble when I was in high school, 
but kind of showed me what the majority of Catholics our age think about the Eucharist. You know, they don't see it as divine, you know, body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. They see it as uh, just a thing that they get, and then they go back to the pew, and they have to kneel until they get to sit down. Yeah, and I mean, what she said wasn't wrong if the Eucharist was a symbol. You know, like, if right. I hope I didn't cut out that. Because no, that's blasphemous. Fine. But yeah. if the Eucharist was the Mass is useless, why even go? You can read the Bible on your own. Yeah. You can listen to fancy talks anyway. Why go to Mass? Why even keep, like, even in general, like, uh, just regular services, you know? Mm -hmm. That's why I, I always ask, like, I usually ask my, uh, my girl, like, why keep Holy the Sabbath day if you can do all that stuff on your own? You know, there's only because it was commanded why was it commanded you know we keep away the sabbath day by doing something that we cannot do on our own we need the church for this and you know that's why it's so much it's so much more important for a catholic to go to mass because the eucharist is true that's true that this is true body and blood i'm i can't speak that's fine let's just, just remember the part before i know yeah, we get, yeah we get it don't worry patrick <laughs> awesome. yeah um on our campus, a lot of the Protestant churches have their um, services on, like, Wednesday night. Yeah. And I think a lot of churches have moved to kind of Wednesday night and just, you know, just kind of relax on Sunday. Like, don't don't feel like you have to do anything. Just kind of, you know, chill out, and that's how you can keep the Sabbath holy. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that doesn't fly for us because, again, we're, we're called to something much greater, something much more um, intense and— I mean, even if it's, just, if it's just an hour of your day, it's an hour of your day where you get to spend time with God. Not like spend time with God in prayer, but spend time like God is in the same room as you. Be God. And people just treat it as if it's some kind of fashion show where they get to show off their Friday's clothes for the new semester. I'm like, that's great. Dress up if you want, but focus. Oh, it just, I look around and I see people just kind of on their phones or talking to each other and i just want to grab them and shake them do you not do you not understand what's going on right now mm -hmm. and there's no good way to kind of broach the subject without just sounding like a holier than thou jerk which it's true yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to be and you're not trying to be but that's the risk that you run when you talk to people about this kind of thing and so we need to have mm -hmm. a dialogue kind of asking people constantly you know you should constantly be at like kind of with the ignatian exam and you should constantly be asking yourself why am i doing this why am i doing that what's the point of this why am I doing what I'm doing? And kind of take that and bring it to other people and ask them, well, why do you go to Mass? Why do you feel this way? Why do you feel that way? Why is this? Why is that? And that's how I have so many great conversations because I just ask why. Mm -hmm. and it, that's, it, a good, that's a good tip. Yeah. Good tip good, yeah. For, for all of you who have listened this long into this podcast. I've <laughs> turned it off in anger because you think that we're mean. Yeah. I. There's no silver bullet in – talking to people or mm -hmm. correcting a person um especially if you don't know them very well yeah always an issue um you know just randomly talk really get anything out of the mass because i don't believe that the eucharist is the true presence and i'm just not being fed quote unquote at catholic mass and it's like i i you're not not like a friend of mine so i can't tell you like wow you're in a really bad spot spiritually and i hope that you fix your relationship with god and you're probably going to do that with a stranger and there's no a silver bullet, like classic phrase you can say that will 100% always get 
someone to go back to mass. You just have to walk with that person, um, invite them. That's thing, you know, that, that's our job. You can invite someone you can lead a water, but you can't make them drink. Yeah. That old cliche. Yeah. It works. Um, yeah. It, it's basically, I mean, evangelism, you know, just walking with a person, trying like, to get them. It's got to be personal. Understand. Yeah. You know, you might be really strong in your faith and it might be a really big deal to you. And you see someone else that's not as strong in their faith and you might say, oh, this person's not worth my time. Mm-hmm. That person is always worth your time, no matter mm-hmm. what. Everybody is always worth your time. And it's so easy to just kind of write somebody off because, oh, they're a little bit weird. You know, they don't really – they aren't as strong as I am. Um, they don't do the same things that I do. And we just write off these people as – we. I mean we can't evangelize to them because they're just too different from me or they just have too many other priorities than what I do. That's just patently false. Um, you know, Jesus didn't call us to be only fishers. I'm taking your shirt. Fishers of some men, uh, fishers of all men, not fishers of the men that are like you or fishers of the men that are, you know, uh, like the same music as you, but fishers of every single person. And that's there, there are people on our college campuses and at our workplaces and in our high schools and wherever you're at in your nursing homes, if we have any elderly listening to this podcast that <laughs> desperately need someone to just reach out to them. There was this girl, I'm not going to name her, but she asked me to pray for her over the summer. And I did and all that stuff. And I texted her a couple of weeks ago. I said, hey, how you doing? I've been praying for you. You know, what's going on? Um, and we, had, we got into this conversation slash argument slash whatever about, you know, her not coming to mass and all these things. And I just said, well, I'd be happy to go with you um, anytime you want to go. And she said, I don't think that'll be the case, but whatever. And then a few days later, she texted me. She said, I want to go to Mass with you. Will you go with me? And There you go. Right? Oh. And so it's crazy how much power we have with a single invitation that can bring someone back to the Mass mm-hmm. where they can fully participate in the church again. It's just beautiful. And, and don't think that you're too small. Don't think that you have enough to say. You have a lot of power. It's not just the people that are open and extroverted. It's everybody. Yeah. Everyone's called to be a saint. Mic drop. Everyone. That was right at 30 minutes, too. All right. Holy cow. That was Any good. Do you, want to, do you want to talk about anything Closing else before we wrap up? Um, Remind people that we need a name. Yeah. And uh... Darn it. I had a friend of mine, shout out Nick Johnson, that wants to – he was going to come up with some – logo for us i'll be awesome it was gonna have binoculars on it and he wants to call it like scouts searching out for the faith or something i don't know how i feel about that but i mean he wants to make us a logo so that'd be cool yeah i was never i made. i never made it past bear cub so i'm I'm (laughs) useless um name for the podcast let us know i'll probably put up a twitter poll with a few different ideas please vote on it um i already did joke it was all knockoffs the ones we talked about well, those aren't those aren't good. Those weren't good. Um, let's see what else is there. Name, find us a sponsor. Um, oh, that's right. We're gonna be on iTunes very soon. I keep saying that every week, but it it will happen um, soon enough. Don't you worry, your little heads. Um, follow me on Twitter at Propostle. I had a really big tweet the other day, seventeen hundred likes. I'm a big deal now so it's don't true. talk to me ever again um see ya haters <laughs>
JK, I love you. I was just very excited about that tweet because it was about the Kansas Bishops, and nobody ever cares about Kansas, and so it was dope that it got dope. super big. <laughs> All right. Any close on going to Mass? Uh, for people go like to Mass. Me? That's, that's my closing thought is go to Mass. Learn about the Mass. Read about the Mass. Go to Catholic Answers if you want to know more about the Mass. Ask one of us. There's so many yeah. knowledgeable Catholic Twitter accounts. Like literally me and Patrick and um, anybody else that has like is in this community would be more than happy to slither mm. into your DMs and talk to you about whatever you want to know about. Like this is this is our Other lives. Thing. This is what we love. This is what we live for is sharing it with people. So if you want to know or if you know somebody that wants to know, send them our way. We're more than happy to talk to them. Catholic Catholic accounts who have, you know, more than or if you want people to talk to you, if you're knowledgeable about the faith, keep your doing. Um, I did it a couple of years ago. Uh, contrary to popular belief, I did not get spammed with hate texts. So, you know, just open. I also didn't get my identity stolen. So open your DMs. There's literally no problem with it because people that follow you that you don't follow want to talk to you. Right. And they have opened my DMs. So many people have come to me asking for help, and I've been able to help them, and it's been fantastic. I think my DMs are open. So, How do you do that? Settings. Oh, it's, I mean, yeah. Should we have like a technology tutorial now? Yeah. Settings. Yeah, settings. Oh, never mind. It's edit profile. Oh, really? No, wait, no, it's not. It's settings. I'm oh, sorry. Gosh, I do this all the time. Settings, settings, account, or I think it's privacy and Security. safety. Security. No. Privacy. Oh, it's, pri it's privacy, privacy and, safety. and safety. There we go. Receive, receive direct messages receive from anyone. There we go. Now it's open to, now anybody can DM me. I just made that for you. There you go. It's perfect. Yep. Um, instead of talking about Twitter settings for the next five minutes, we're just going to close it out. It's um, going to be great. Please keep praying for us. We'll pray for you. Um, see you on the Twitters.